Okay, today's topic is the workforce of the future. I guess coronavirus um, has forced businesses to completely reimagine the way they operate and has brought new ways of working for employees. And technology has played a, a, a massive role in all of this in keeping businesses going, in, in allowing working from home. Um, what we want to do in this conversation is to look into the future and explore the workforce of the future. And to do this, I am very pleased to say I'm joined here by Wendy Mars from Cisco. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Bernard. Great to see you. Yeah, really lovely to for, for you to join me. Um, Wendy, you run Cisco's business in, 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 in EMEA. Um, can you tell us more about your role and what you do every day and what you are passionate about? Sure. So, um, so Bernard, as you just mentioned, I'm responsible for Cisco's business in Europe, Middle East, Africa and Russia. Mm. Uh, that consists of 123 countries, um, which is, uh, you know, it's in a very exciting and diverse region um, that I'm fortunate to run uh, within uh, within Cisco. And if I look at, you know, what what, you know, I'm passionate about is really, you know, this digital transformation topic. It's incredible. You know, the um, uh, the, the way in which technology is being used within business, within society, um, the world overall, in order to help organizations and people and citizens. Um, so, you know, it's a topic I'm passionate about. And um, it's great to say that's what I do for a living. Wonderful. <laughs> so Cisco has recently launched the results of uh, workforce of the future, a, a Cisco commissioned survey of 10,000 respondents across Europe, the Middle East and Russia, which ask office-based employees about their expectations of their employers in 2021 and onwards. Looking at Cisco's um, workforce of the future research, only 5% of employees out of the 10,000 surveyed were working be, working from home before the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, as, as we hit lockdown earlier this year, this went to almost 100%. What are your observations on the sudden change and how businesses responded to that? Yeah, you know, I, I think if we look at the, the speed and the pace at which businesses responded to this, this is a result of not really having any choice, you know, I would say, and the, you know, a need to be able to make sure that um, employees could stay engaged, that businesses could run um, and could operate and being able to do that very quickly and rapidly um, by getting workforces up and running and functioning um, across the across the globe really, really quickly. And um, we saw the pace at which organizations did that was truly remarkable. Uh, you know, and if we look now at the, I think that the, the nature of working remotely and working from home and how people view that and consider that has also shifted significantly as a result of the fact that there hasn't been choice. You know, so people have seen the fact that actually employees can be incredibly productive in working at home and, uh, and working remotely. And um, there's a lot of learnings in how to manage remote teams and keep them engaged and work through some of these dynamics overall. So I think, you know, this will fundamentally shift the nature of work for the future. Organizations need to take the best of both worlds, really, and to, to reflect on um, some of the positives that this has brought among all the, the negatives and, and the, the, the anxiety. 
actually working from home has given many people a much better work-life balance. I think, as you said, what is really important is that employers now look very honestly at, at the setups that their employees have at home. I think because of necessity, everyone was forced to work from home. But I see that the reality that I'm seeing is lots of people sit on the kitchen table on not very mm. comfortable chairs. So I think it's really important to to create this environment where where businesses are as caring about their employees as they would be in their own offices and make sure that they have the right environment. And, and It's hugely important. And, you know, one other thing I would say on this is, you know, it's a case of in, with some individuals I've spoken to, some leaders, they, they've said, well, I didn't necessarily believe in work from home before. And if, you know, colleagues would say I'm working from home, there would be a trust thing of, are you really? Are you doing something else? And, and again, all of that has shifted dramatically into confidence and a trust in work from home is truly teams are working and they can do that to the same level of quality and caliber, maybe even better remotely, um, as well as in an office environment. I, I think that businesses have realized that they can trust their employees, that they're working hard and in many cases harder than ever before because they don't waste their time commuting, they don't waste their time on office chit chat. On, on the other hand, there's a challenge with, I guess, organizational culture. I think there's, this is something I'm hearing a lot that organizations are saying, hey, how, how do we maintain this great culture that we have in our organization if people don't have this opportunity to see each other? And, and, and at the same time, culture is changing as we speak because with remote working comes a change in culture. And I think that, that it also offers new opportunities. Yeah, and you know, and if you touched on just before this element around productivity, the productivity of people, I mean, certainly I know that we experienced this within Cisco, um, you know, went went through the roof at the beginning of the of the, the dynamic of no more commute time, um, people highly available, maybe too available, um, and you know, an expectation on teams to be always there because everyone knew everyone was in their home. But having a balance is really, really important uh, for for all of us, you know, and for having that time to have some time to think, manage your diary rather than have it manage you and take the time to uh, go for a walk and all of those other things as well is incredibly important in all of this um, too. And I think that's some some learnings that, you know, we've all gone through, uh, which will be important as part of these hybrid models as we move forward. Um, in, in terms of skills then, what do you see are some of the implications and do you, do you feel that governments have a role to play in all of this? Because I, I, I think as as our culture shifts, as our workforce and, and the way we work shifts, there, there have, has to be implications on skills, right? Oh, big time. You know, and if I look, is there a, you know, an expectation on, on, uh, on government? I would say that there is. Um, if we look at with um, country agendas, you know, as we all become more accelerated from a digitization perspective, skills is a incredibly important part of that uh, of that agenda. You know, I would say making sure that uh, individuals are familiar and capable uh, with uh, with the knowledge and being armed with that that they need to be able to to run and to operate remotely. Um, if you look at some of the stimulus funding that we're seeing, you know, for sure that will become available across the EU and how that will be being leveraged skills and digital skills is a critical part of that, which I'm delighted to see and will be incredibly important for all of us as we move as we move forward. Likewise, you know, if you think about having, um, you know, that, that dependency on 
um, highly available connectivity as well, you know, independent of the location in which you are, you are into. So there will be a big dependency there for people to be able to have an enterprise class level of um, capability, whether they're in an office or remote as well. You know, the expectation of the user, you and I will be very high um, as well on that. What I see happening is that, um, what I've seen already happening is that that people have been on a massive, massively steep learning curve when it comes to just things that we're doing here, being on a video call and live streaming things and so on. This, I I regularly teach at different universities, for example, and and. I feel that I can now deliver a training course very similar to what I did before, where we have little breakout sessions, where it's, it, all of this is possible and has just been fast tracked. So we, I, I think the key is that employees are able to keep up with some of those technical developments, because what I'm seeing is that this is not going to slow down. This is only going to further accelerate and new technologies from cloud computing to 5G to augmented reality and others will come in and further transform our workplaces and, and, and how we operate. So I, I think it's really important that employees stay up to date and understand that they need to develop those skills to be able to use those technologies. And at the same time, organizations need to provide this environment for people to have this training. And the beauty is that many of the, these training courses can now be delivered on demand online for very little money. So I, I think that it's a, it's a fantastic environment for people now to, if they get the right balance to, mm -hmm. to, to educate themselves and, and improve their skills. And, you know, Bernard, you touched on a great point there. We we, we um, had a conversation with some of the education um, industry as well relatively recently. And, you know, one of the key things we focus a lot on getting the skills into the classroom um, from a digital standpoint. But uh, indeed, that lecturer um, who is giving the, uh, the, the content needs to themselves be able to deliver that in a way which is a more of a digitally native way to keep the to keep people engaged. And it takes a different set of capability and competence than just delivering that content to a, a group of people in a room together. So it's, you know, it's at that digital skill capabilities for the student, but also for the teacher, for sure. Um, reflecting on, on the research and, and the role of technology, then, what do you do you think the future will bring in terms of um, the, the workforce and, and technology in, in the workspace? You know, I, I think it's um, technology will always evolve and enhance and there will always be amazing, fantastic innovation uh, that will be out there. And I, and I feel for all of us, it's on how we embrace that within our organizations and so that people can see value from that and be excited about that and have the relevance for them and also for their organizations. And more and more, if we look at the way in which um, uh, organizations are delivering that capability is through an application interface. So, you know, it's we have the app economy, as we know, and, and being able to really think about how the application is the interface to different uh, different user groups and communities. So really that, that process around reimagining applications and how you can deliver that in an engaging, you know, highly consumable um, manner. So I think that's one piece. You know, security will always be, has always been top of mind, I think, for all of us as we think about as you connect more things, um, that you need to be cautious and careful uh, from a secure standpoint. So embedding that from a capability perspective will be, you know, will continue to be critical and will be critical for many, many years. 
as we move uh, move move forward. And you know, you mentioned around um, consumption a little bit earlier, um, Bernard, with the the way in which we all want to consume will be in an agile, adaptive, um, as a service, cloud-based manner. You know, so um, having that that ability to to drive in that manner is incredibly important. And finally, and you might think it's strange that I say this, but actually, I think the technology is the easy bit. It's the culture, um, and how we use the technology in a way that is enhancing the culture and empowering our teams within organisations will be really critical for us. And as long as we keep that connected with the technology, we'll be in an amazing place and being able to continue to drive the transformation. I, I see this too, that that when I work with organizations on their digital transformation, I often make the point that actually they need to invest as much money and time and effort into the technology as they need to in, in culture and, and, and bringing people with them. For me, culture includes skills as well. So making sure people have the skills and the right environment to actually leverage technology. So I, I completely agree with you. Um, in terms of then future technologies, is there, if you were now to look in, into 2021 and saying, what are some of the, the technology trends that you are particularly excited about, uh, that, that Cisco, Cisco is excited about? What would you highlight there, some of the future trends that both companies and individuals should prepare for now? Mm. I think some of the areas, certainly around, you know, if we think about with a, a shift and a mindfulness around cloud-based, cloud-centric models for organizations to be able to ensure that they can get uh, and have a confidence in their performance, independent of where their data or their information may, may be, but also being able to have the, the insights and the analytics around that is incredibly important. So I think that will be a you know, a really interesting space for us to all, you know, stay close to. Um, I think certainly it continued insights around um, areas from a cyber standpoint, really understanding, you know, when and how, if you have any form of challenge within your environment uh, overall. Uh, you know, those would be two spaces I would call out, um, Bernard. And, you know, and there'll be areas which continue to intrigue us all around AI, machine to machine, and all of those pieces as well, and really drilling into the um, the relevance for the business and moving towards the how do you get business outcomes that are specific to organizations. So this is where the use case will be king and making sure it's not just cool tech for the sake of cool tech. It's with, you know, really driving to help businesses to continue accelerating that digital transformation and help them with their business outcomes. This is such a good point to to come to an end here. I, I think for me, it always has to be about business outcomes. It has to be about thinking about your customers and how you can deliver a better product and then making sure your employees are in the right environment to deliver what your customers want. And if you can then use technology to do both of those things, I think your business will be in a great position. Um, thank you so much, Wendy, for, for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, anyone, if anyone wants to dive more into any of the technology, any of the technology trends or learn more about things we discovered here, cloud computing, AI, security, 
head to my YouTube channel and there are many more uh, videos you can watch. Listen to my podcast um, where you can find lots more insightful conversations or have a look on my website at bernardma.com where you can find hundreds of articles. Thank you so much, Wendy, for your time and uh, hopefully we'll uh, speak to you soon. Thank you.